The Denver Nuggets standing on business. Won 10 in the last 12 games. The West is starting to shape into form. The Timberwolves lost. The Thunder, they lost. The Denver Nuggets are officially one game out of first place despite no Jamal Murray for 14 games this year. Y'all, the starters are back. They're playing Steph Curry. They're playing the Warriors tonight. Nationally televised game. We got to talk about all that and more here at Locked On Nuggets. You are Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. on y'all welcome to locked on nuggets this is your host swiper so glad that you're here with us today this is your team every day make sure y'all drop a like share and subscribe we are building up the locked on nuggets community y'all i don't know there's something about today that feels like a great day every time the denver nuggets are getting ready to take on steph curry the warriors it just feels like you know you're going to get a great game one, everybody, we respect the Warriors, we respect Steph Curry, but y'all, the Denver Nuggets starters, they're back. We miss AG with a couple games because of obviously the issues that he had over Christmas, and then on top of that, KCP was out the last time they played versus the Thunder before that. The starters, y'all, since they have been playing together, they have basically been whooping everybody so far this year. I believe the Denver Nuggets have lost like five games with Jamal Murray in the lineup so far this season, y'all. This is really been a great start to the year y'all and it's 2024 it's 2024 you made it another year your team just won an nba championship they're on the way to possibly winning another one the nba has talent galore the nba was on fire last night with all the games that were happening really the product is better than it's ever been and i think fans are truly getting a great opportunity whether you're in Boston, Philly, L.A., Texas, Colorado, or anywhere, Minnesota, OKC, you're getting great basketball every single night. Miami, no Jimmy Butler, no Caleb Martin, no Haywood Highsmith, still able to beat the Los Angeles Lakers. The things that you're seeing right now is that basketball, more than ever, is all about culture, it's all about identity, and it's all about how you lock in to a process together. And I think the Nuggets – have displayed that in so many euphoric ways. And I think the way they carry themselves, it means everything. Whether this is the Michael Porter Jr. Nikola Jokic interview, whether this is Jamal Murray after he had a bad game versus the Thunder, he showed up to the press conference, he's in a good mood, he's chipper, because he knows this is just not who we are when we have these funky games. And I think more than anything, I think the thing to take away from Malone and Jokic and the Nuggets and Murray, they just are simply bought in to what makes them special, what makes them great, and is having a significantly healthy, strong culture identity. So I'm, y'all honestly can't wait for this game. Really, really excited to be here with you all today. Uh, Y'all, let's get straight to it. So if you take a look at the standings around the NBA, it gives you a nice little picture of where things are currently in the league. Now, Here's the great thing. The Nuggets, again, they've withstood a lot of injuries. They've had to deal with a lot of stuff happening throughout this entire year. But here's what it looks like right now for the Denver Nuggets in terms of where they stand so far this season. Y'all, 
this is good. Look at this, y'all. The Denver Nuggets are currently sitting inside of that three seed, and they're one game, just one, just one game out of first place. They got a two-game lead over the Clippers. They have played more games than anybody else inside of the NBA. They played 18 road games. The Thunder, they played 14. Minnesota's played 17. The Nuggets, they're just in a really prime position. And all the things together, all the things that make their team special, man, they've done this without Jamal Murray for 14 games this year. So the Nuggets should feel really good about where they are, given all that stuff. And I think that they can go on a stretch of games here where they could move permanently back into that first spot. Now, that doesn't mean that they will cruise to the first seed the rest of the year. Because the simple fact of the matter is that the Thunder and the Timberwolves, they're both going to be teams that are buying very hard for top of the league over the next couple of months. The Nuggets tonight, they have the Warriors in Golden State. And then right after that, the Denver Nuggets are going to be back home playing versus the Magic. And then they have the Detroit Pistons on Sunday in Denver. And then they're away again in Utah. And then they come back, they got the Pelicans and they got the Pacers before they go on that East Coast gauntlet. So again, looking at the schedule, Warriors, Magic, Pistons, Jazz, Pelicans. By the time they get done with that game on the on January 12th or January 14th, rather, when they're playing versus the Patriots at home, the Denver Nuggets will be squinting, sitting 10 days away. They could be sitting at the top of the Western Conference, even with all the stuff they've had to deal with so far this year. So I get I get that gives you a little bit more perspective, I hope, on the team and exactly how good they've been, what's in front of them, and just how good this team could possibly be coming down the rest of the stretch of the games uh, because they're going to be playing in their ninth back-to-back this week. Um, they're going to have four more after that, but the Nuggets have played the most back-to-backs in the NBA so far, and even with all that, again, schedule adjusted, they're going to have basically the easiest schedule um, remaining the rest of the year. So just a lot of really good stuff in front of them. Um, in the NBA right now, in terms of net rating, the Denver Nuggets are also performing very well. Let's see, NBA. I believe they're sitting at number four. Yep, they're sitting at number four in the league. They're sitting at number four in the league in net rating. And again, a lot of this is despite the fact that they've had to deal with these injuries. Behind the 76ers, who respectfully have played a very easy schedule, a very easy schedule to start this year, uh, the Boston Celtics are sitting a second with 10.0. Uh, you got OKC at a plus 8.1. Then you got the Nuggets at a plus 5.7. So, again, everything's in front of them. Everything is in front of them for what they want to do, what they want to accomplish the rest of the year. And I think people should be really excited about the prospects for the rest of the season, y'all. And, again, given everything, man, I think that the Nuggets are sitting at 24 and 11. They've had to deal with a lot. Uh, the team is performing at a high level. If you go to Dunks and Threes, Dunks and Threes gives you like an adjusted net rating on where they are uh, in the year. Dunks and Threes has the adjusted net rating for the Nuggets at plus 5.4, plus 6.5 for the Thunder, plus 7.9 
for the 76ers and a plus 9.7 for Boston. Now, the interesting thing about the Nuggets, the Nuggets are actually 15-0 this year versus teams that are under 500, uh, which means they've struggled a little bit uh, versus teams that are above that. I believe that makes them 9-11. and But, again, uh, some of this is they lost to the Clippers. Jokic had his worst shooting game basically ever, 9-32 from the field. They lost three times to the Houston Rockets. They only had Jamal Murray in one of those losses. Collins and Lefsey was getting time because of the injury. Uh, and then they had the loss to the Timberwolves early in the season on the road. They had a one-point loss to SGA in a game that they closed with Christian Brown and Peyton Watson on the court. Uh, just a bad loss on their end. Uh, then, obviously, they had the game without AG, but then the Thunder just absolutely demoralized them at home. Uh, the Nuggets shooters, I think Jokic had a good game, 9-10 from the field, but Jamal Murray uh, and Michael Porter Jr., I believe, were 8-27 of 27 from the field in that game as well. So, a lot of... A lot of different things that had to happen for them to get to that point. But I'm actually really excited to see how they continue to put on the face for the rest of the season as well. And the good thing is, too, the Nuggets, their offense, adjusted offense, they're seventh in the league, adjusted defense, they're 10th in the league right now. But if you look at the NBA net ratings as it stands on NBA.com, the Nuggets have the eighth-ranked defense and the fourth, the eighth-ranked Eighth-ranked offense, and they have the eighth-ranked defense. So, yeah, I think what I love about what the Nuggets have done this year is that there's just a lot more sustainability with where they are right now as a unit as opposed to where they were last year. Remember, they started off, they were 29th in defense. They just could not seem to put it together. They weren't playing at the highest levels. Um, They just seemingly hadn't bought into the scheme like they could have but then now, obviously, they're in a situation where their defense has just been more than reliable uh, for a huge chunk of the season now. But, y'all, in segment two, we're going to talk about the Denver Nuggets, what's upcoming for them. The first all-star building also came out. The results came out today. Shams posted them. We're going to talk about that, kind of how the Western Conference is also shaping up. And then in segment three, the Denver Nuggets, y'all, they're going to be playing versus the Warriors. We're going to talk about that game, what to expect, what might happen, y'all. We're going to tap into all that and more. Segment two. We'll be right back. Locked on Nuggets. So, y'all, you know, there's obviously a lot that's happening um, around the world right now. Uh, There's a lot of things that people are having to deal with. And this show is sponsored by BetterHelp and this is just one of the things, man, like a lot of us are trying to find ways to deal with the holidays, trying to find a way to deal with this new year, a lot of anxieties around what you're going to do, making career transitions, relationship transitions. You're just trying to become a better overall person. A lot of us make New Year's resolutions on what we want to be, the kind of person we want to be, and how we want to continue to get better for our family and for our loved ones. So this is a great opportunity for you to tap in to really helping yourself. As somebody who has benefited from talking to people before, BetterHelp is a great, great opportunity to do so. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. 
So, y'all, we are back here with segment two of Locked on Nuggets. And, y'all, man, the Nuggets are in a really good position. Like I talked about earlier, their schedule is opening up. They have a lot of great things in front of them. The numbers already look good for the team. Again, they haven't done as well versus top-tier teams in the league in terms of schedule. But, again, a lot of that can just be kind of, look, they haven't been healthy They've had a lot of issues going on, for sure, 1,000%. They also have five losses with the Rockets and with the OKC Thunder. So they're performing well outside of those games. It's just that for whatever reason, um, they just haven't been able to put together good uh, games in those matchups. But so new news today, All-Star voting came out. I don't know if y'all are really big into that, but All-Star voting is a big deal, obviously, because the league is really trying to find ways to promote its athletes find ways to promote the players around the league. And it's a pretty interesting list so far. So Nikola Jokic, of all players in the Western Conference, he has the third most votes in the entire Western Conference. Uh, Nikola Jokic, I believe, is seventh in overall voting uh, in the NBA. LeBron James leads the entirety of the Western Conference with over 2 million votes. Uh, Kevin Durant is second with 18, 18, well, 1,807,000 votes. Nikola Jokic is 1,636,000 votes. Giannis Antetokounmpo has 2,171,000 votes. Joel Embiid has 1,844,000 votes. Jason Tatum, 1,765,000 votes. Now, Jokic is in front of everybody else. Jamal Murray uh, is not on this list, but as I've tried to explain to people, all-star voting is largely dependent on not only how well you're performing, but also the size of your market. If you all remember, Andrew Wiggins was an all-star starter two years ago. And a lot of this is he was playing good, but he also, like, coming from the Warriors background, he had a lot of people from around the world that were kind of tying in and voting and getting him into the all-star game as the leading vote-getter amongst forwards, basically, over the course of that year. So if you look at the all-star voting, uh, Steph Curry, somebody brought up, just 1,394,000 votes for Steph Curry. Luka Doncic actually leads Western Conference guards, 1,452,000. And I was actually surprised about this, even though, again, this is where the market size comes in play. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 966,000 votes. Now, some of this is when you go to the voting portal, it takes a while to get to uh, Shea and some other people maybe. I think Shea might have been actually second on that, if I remember correctly, but it might have been adjusted a little bit. So I think some of this is, it's like, OKC is just not a very large market. Uh, Chet Holmgren has 186,000 votes. Um, he's ninth in the Western Conference. I would be really surprised. Um, I mean, honestly, you could make an argument that the best centers in the Western Conference have been Nikola Jokic, Anthony Davis. You could say Shin Goon, or you can say Chet Holmgren. Really just depends on what you value and you know, some people will value winning more. And obviously, OKC, they're at the top of the league. Some people think they're a top four team in the league as a whole all the way around. So if that's the case, then I can see why Shet would make it. Shin Goon, obviously, has been a great offensive hub for the Houston Rockets. They're 17 and 15 right now, I want to say. And so they're battling for one of those playoff spots, at least a playing spot. Uh, and then on top of that, I think SGA – I mean, if I had to end the season right now and based on the expectations, based on where their teams are currently slotted, based on the level they've had to play at, I think SGA might be my favorite for the MVP vote right now.
just because he's being asked to take a very young team in a very fresh situation and to bring them into contending status on a night-by-night basis. He had 40 versus the Nuggets on 14 to 20 from the field. He then, the next game, has 36 versus the Celtics in a win in OKC. So he's doing this versus very good teams. He's dominating. Uh, you know what? That's interesting. Sabonis. Sabonis is not on the list. De'Aaron Fox barely made it. De'Aaron Fox is eighth in the Western Conference in votes after John Morant. John Morant has 300 or 288,000 votes. De'Aaron Fox only has 210. And Ja obviously just came back. So, yeah, Sabonis is not on this list. That's also interesting. So, actually, Sabonis would be the third center on the list. And then Shingun or Chet would be fourth. Yeah, man. So, you know, if you're a fan of the Kings, then definitely you want to go and, and put your people out there. Um, but again, I think SGA right now be my MVP candidate. So I was really surprised to see that he was third on this list. James Harden um, has played this year with the, the Clippers. He's at 431,000 votes. Kawhi Leonard for the Clippers is fifth on the forward list. He has 669 and Paul George is sixth. He has 420. So this is going to be a really tightly contested race. Now, Jamal Murray. Uh, Jamal Murray is not on the top 10. Here are the top 10 guards in the West, just so we can have a frame of reference. Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, James Harden, Kyrie Irving at 388,000 votes, Anthony Edwards, 289,000 votes, John Morant, 288,000 votes, De'Aaron Fox, 210,000 votes. Then you have Clay Thompson at 183,000 votes and Austin Reeves, at 170,000 votes. So, Devin Booker, not on the list. Jamal Murray, not on the list. As I said, Clay Thompson, Austin Reeves, California markets, Lakers markets, Golden State markets. They're just going to get the boost in these. Now, Jamal missed 14 games, and I don't think, unless he has a insane run, from basically now, and he's played really well the last four games, to be fair. But from now all the way through the end of the all-star voting, like I'm talking about like averaging like 32 points a game. The playmaking is there. The Nuggets are not losing and they're blowing people out, which again, all this could happen. You've done that for sure. But the issue is, is that because the season has been a little condensed for him and because of the fact that we're, the Nuggets are just not going to get that kind of love more than likely. Jamal Murray probably won't be an all-star this year. That doesn't mean he's not an all-star caliber player. But again, fan voting, if it's any emphasis. Now, Jamal is not there because of play and because he missed games. Devin Booker not being there. I mean, that just feels like a popularity thing. Uh, I think Devin Booker is a really good player. He's one of the best guards in the league. So, and he's arguably a top 13 player in the league, top 12 player in the league. So, for him not to be there, you know, Fans were just obviously not valuing something. Uh, in, the, in the Eastern Conference, Tyrese Halliburton is number one guard, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson, LaMelo Ball, Derek White at eight, DeMar DeRozan at nine, and then Drew Holiday at 10. Drew Holiday at 145,000. Derek White went 175,000. I would be shocked. I would be shocked if uh, either one of those players makes the All-Star game. But we'll see how that goes, y'all. Um, but again, 
the Denver Nuggets, they're moving forward. All-star voting is here. Uh, so we'll see how that shapes out. Um, segment three, the Denver Nuggets are playing the Golden State Warriors tonight. Let's tap into that game. Let's talk about what it might look like, what to expect, and hopefully we'll see if the Denver Nuggets can get a win. We'll be right back. Locked on Nuggets. So, y'all, FanDuel, right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with FanDuel. Guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Y'all, the NFL season is wrapping up. The NBA season, though, is in full swing. I love parlays. I'm a big parlay person. Uh, man, I missed a parlay the other day, and it was when the Seattle Seahawks beat the Philadelphia Eagles, and then the Philadelphia Southern Sixers lost to the Bulls. And I had a 12-leg parlay on FanDuel that was about to hit, and I was literally the city of Philadelphia away from, like, going up. So I love doing this. The app is so easy to use. There's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and then and more. There's a bunch of stuff you can do. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. We'll be right back. Locked on Nuggets. Y'all, so the Denver Nuggets are playing the Golden State Warriors tonight. It should be a really good game. It should be a good game because the Warriors, I think they need it for the vibes. The Nuggets are playing in Golden State. The Nuggets are coming off a win versus the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, the Warriors. They have lost three straight prior to beating the Magic. And then they've been off since Tuesday. The Warriors lost to the Mavericks. They lost to the Heat. And let me see. They lost to the Heat with no Jimmy Butler. No Jimmy Butler in that game. And obviously lost to the Nuggets in Denver when Jokic was 4-12 from the field and then 18 of 18 from the free throw line. So the Nuggets, Warriors. It's usually a very tightly contested game. It usually is. Uh, all the season, like I said, the Nuggets have the fourth best net rating in the league. The Golden State Warriors, they're 18th. They have a one, man, they have a 115.3 defensive rating and 115.8 offensive rating. And again, just not their way at all. The Warriors are also losing the minutes with Steph Curry on the court so far this year. So, again, not Steph's fault, but they are just not uh, the same team that they used to be. So, last time the Nuggets and Warriors played on Christmas, 120 to 114, you had 26, 14, and 8 from Jokic. You had 25, 5, and 3 from Jamal Murray. Killed at the end of the game. Uh, was hunting switches on Steph. Aaron Gordon had 16, 10, and 3. Michael Porter Jr. had one of his best games of the year, 19 and 10, 8 of 17 from the field. He was a plus 23. The last time the Nuggets played the Warriors, Michael Porter was a plus 23. Jokic was a plus 21. Caldwell Pope was a plus 15. Murray was a plus 20. Gordon was a plus 13. The only reason that game was relatively close is because Peyton Watson minus 11, Reggie Jackson minus 14, Christian Brown minus 22, Zeke Naji was a minus 11 in that game. The bench unit just wasn't good enough. The Golden State Warriors bench, Wiggins was a plus 18, Paul plus 13, Sark plus 11. Steph Curry that game had 18 points, and he was 7 of 21 from the field. He was a game worse, minus 
26 in that game. The Warriors are definitely going to be trying to get a win today because they need one. They're still trying to stay alive uh, right now in the playoff race. They're currently uh, tied uh, in terms of the Lakers where they're, they're, they're in the schedule right now. Uh, and in the standings, the Golden State Warriors are 16 and 17. The Lakers are 17 and 18. They're eight game back out of first place. Uh, the Warriors are at the 11th seed. They're trying to get back into the plan. If they win today, they will. Um, and then the Lakers would drop to out. And the Warriors, they're also a game and a half back of the Suns and the Rockets, and they're three games back of the Mavericks, and they're four games back of the Pelicans. And the Pelicans are the sixth seed. So if they want to stay in the race, to be a top six seed, they have to start winning. It's as simple as that. If they want to stay out of this playing area, which they very well could the rest of the year. And this is this is the other thing too, y'all. I was completely wrong. I tried to put too much credit into them having veterans on their roster and then thinking that they would be able to build a competent core around them and they would perform at a high enough level. The Suns, Lakers, and Warriors, I think I all I had all three of those teams in my top six. Now I did say. Before the season, I think the Warriors could be at their worst of playing team. But, I mean, I'm not going to hold you. Uh, even I didn't think that they would be this bad. Their starting unit has not been good either. And they're sitting at the 11th seed, man, and they just don't have the size, the perimeter athleticism. And then on top of that, they're playing a Denver Nuggets team that they just lost to the Thunder. And they're in a situation where, again, they're trying to stack these wins because before they go on the road, you know, it's going to be a lot to ask on a five-game road trip where they're playing very quality teams. The The Nuggets are just going to have to buckle up. And I think for them, they want to make sure to continue to take a lot of advantage of this early, nice little homestand they had, but also this nice January part of their season where they're able to pick up some really quality wins. So uh, I think Jokic has a much better game. You know, he was 4-12 from the field. Jokic, in the last three games since that Warriors game, I believe it's been three games since then, Yep. Jokic is 26 of 28 from the field. And he's hit basically all of his floaters, all of his layups. He's made his three-pointers and he's made his free throws. In the last six games, I believe Joker is 30 of 30 from the free throw line. Now, the funny thing is he's had 12 free throws since the Warriors game. So hasn't been getting to the line. But the Warriors foul a lot. They have a high foul rate team. So you very well could be looking at a yet another game where the Golden State Warriors are fouling Joker because they don't have the size on the interior. There's still no Draymond Green. And then on top of that, like, if the Nuggets are beating them off the dribble, there's no GP2, then you're running into Podge, Clay, and Staff, and then Andrew Wiggins, and you get into the rim, then, like, they're going to have to foul Joker or Jamal or Porter when they get into that, that finishing area. And so I do think that Joker could be in a situation where he can get some more free throws again. Uh, now, when I see Warriors games on the schedule, the first person I think about is actually Jamal Murray because Jamal Murray likes playing versus Steph Curry. Jamal Murray has been good versus Steph Curry. And Jamal Murray, I'm not saying he takes that pat, that matchup personally. Like, I'm not saying that at all. I just do think that when he's facing another high-level guard, that it does cause him to play a little bit more locked in, uh, but not just because of the competition, but just because I think that brings him excitement, like the competitiveness comes out of him. And Jamal Murray, let's see, last four games versus the Warriors. Let's see how he's doing. Last four games versus the Warriors, Jamal Murray's averaging 26, six assists, and four rebounds, y'all. 
but he's shooting 48, 35, 91, and he's a plus 38 in those games. And then he played, played, let me see, in the last three, so in the last three games he's played in the last two years, Jamal Murray's averaging 29 points, 6.3 assists, 4.3 rebounds, and he's shooting 52, 38, 88 from the field. He's a plus 42. That's right. Brandon, that's a great pull. This is the first time because he played them in 2023. Yeah, the last time he played them in Oracle was the 12th of 2021 when he tore his ACL. Wow. That's a great point. That's a great point. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see his um, his mental state. I think he's obviously fully out of that. That was almost two years ago. Crazy. The Nuggets, they traded for Michael, they, they traded for Aaron Gordon on March 25th, uh, I believe March, no, what is it, March? It might have been March because that was after the bubble. So I think they traded for AG in March. It was. It was March 25th, I believe. They went on that crazy run. They were eight and two, then went into Golden State. And then Jamal Murray in his first game back, I believe, uh, he missed the Boston game. And then he played versus Golden State and then tore his ACL, y'all. So this is going to be a really big game because I'm going to make sure I note that. Um, yeah, Brandon, if you uh, follow me on Twitter, make sure you uh, note that to me too. Uh, that's interesting. This is going to be uh, Jamal Murray's first game that he's played in Oracle. So we, what do y'all expect? I do expect the Nuggets to win. Uh, this should be another like 118-112 victory for the Nuggets. Um they should be able to dominate as a starting unit. If the bench comes to play, then this is going to be like a 118-106 game if the bench comes to play. 118-109 you know, game. They should win fairly handily. Um, but the starters should play really well tonight. The bench unit, Peyton Watson, Christian Brown, Julian Strother, uh, they need to have better games than they did last time. Zeke Naji gets really quality minutes from him, and then we'll see from there. But let me know what y'all think in the comment section. This is a game the Denver Nuggets should win. What's your final score projection? We'll be back tomorrow, myself and Matt Moore, talk about tonight's game. And we got another game coming up on a back-to-back as well. We'll be right back. See y'all tomorrow. Locked on Nuggets.